Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your hosts, Jessica McIntyre and Quinton Cools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. As God speaks to us through his word, how are we to respond? What if we struggle to make prayer a regular habit in our daily lives? In this episode, we discuss how prayer is intended to shape our hearts in personal and corporate communication with God. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Team Pack Podcast. Uh, Jay Mack and I are joined today by Sayla Anderson. Sayla's an intern this year with Team Pack Leadership Schools, and Sayla, it's great to have you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're recording on the last day of uh, staff training, which was Team Pack's first event in a long, long time, and a, a consistent theme throughout this week even through social distancing and wearing masks and all the things, was prayer. Mm -hmm. And that's the topic that we're going to dive into today, talking about corporate prayer and private prayer and what's the purpose of prayer and how do we pray and all these things. So as we get started, um, what are some things first thinking about, um, let's talk about private prayer. Um, When you guys think about prayer, what are, what are the kind of the key elements in terms of like responding to the Lord? Like ultimately, right? Like, you know, God first seeks us out and we seek him in return. He first speaks to us and we speak back to him, right? So, so prayer is kind of that response. That's how I think about it. Mm. Um, what does that look like in terms of, um, of how we're supposed to respond to the Lord? I think prayer, certainly for me, kind of centers me. You know, so when you're if you wake up in the morning and your first instinct or just something you remember is to pray, it's kind of a centering thing where you just realize who you are under who God is and that relationship and how that works. It just kind of reminds you and places you in a place that just shows you who you are as a child of God and who you are in relationship to the Holy Spirit working in your life and um how close God is and how available he is. I like that, you know, who you are in relation to who God is. It's like a Mm -hmm. framing Mm -hmm. for your entire day. I know Mm -hmm. I've I've found that in my own personal life. And, you know, throughout different times of life, depending on what life circumstances are for me at that time, sometimes that quote unquote prayer time, um, you know, that quiet time where you're sitting by yourself, you know, in the word, maybe journaling or whatever. And, and and that's also typically when I have my prayer time, time intentionally set aside for that. Um, it, I need to do that in the morning. Um, I know a lot of people who that, that time comes at night for them and that's, then that's good. And that's, that works for them. For me, that has to happen primarily in the morning, just because it frames my entire day mm-hmm. like you were saying mm-hmm. Sayla and it's like all right now I'm in the mindset and have a good understanding of who I am in relation to who God is and it honestly for me it all comes back to setting your mind on the things above mm-hmm. on the things of Christ and so part of that time for me is sitting and being silent yeah. you know you, you asked like what are some of those elements of that personal yeah. prayer it is a lot of times being quiet. And for me, that's really hard. Um, I don't know if anyone else experiences this, <laughs> but my brain just keeps going constantly. Um, even when I'm like going to bed or something, I can't just turn it off and go to sleep mm-hmm. or like 
read a book or do something. No, my brain just keeps going constantly. And so that's, that's hard for me to do. And it, sometimes it takes a long time of sitting there and just meditating on his name even and quieting my mind and and being still. But that's part of having that conversation with the Lord. You know, you sit there and, and pray and commune with the Lord in that way. And, you know, I realized for so long, it was just me speaking to the Lord, <laughs> me, um, you know, praising him and and asking for him to move in big ways and, you know, change my heart in this or do this thing or, you know, whatever it is. And those are all good things. But I think for me, I it is this intentional be still and know that I am God and I have to set it up that way. Yeah. To be in that right frame of mind for for the rest of my time in prayer, if that makes sense. You know, and as we're talking about, you know, being centered each day and maybe even each morning on who we are in relation to who God is, we have to know who God is. Yeah. Um, we have to be in his word. We need to hear the preached word. We need to sing the word. We need the word to shape us because that's God first speaking to us before mm-hmm. we speak back to him. You know, I was thinking about how in Teen Pact, there's such a wide tradition of, you know, evangelical churches. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some people who um, are maybe more traditional and would be very quick for their first word to describe God would be something like sovereign mm-hmm. or holy. And then you might have some more charismatic leaning folks who, you know, the first word that comes to their mind is, you know, that God is personal mm-hmm. or that he's love. Mm-hmm. And those things are not disunified in scripture. Mm-hmm. Like God reveals himself to be holy and just and sovereign, but also merciful and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. But we need to understand who God is and not just like one part of God, mm-hmm. because we're going to struggle through prayer. Like praying is hard sometimes. And you have to remind yourself who you're praying to, right? So like, you know, for me, I grew up in a context where the sovereignty of God was so richly affirmed. And I'm grateful for that, that to pray kind of felt like, well, doesn't God already have everything figured Mm -hmm. out? (laughs) Like, why do I need to pray? (laughs) And other people who come from maybe a different tradition would come at it and be like, you know what, I can accomplish great things through prayer when, you know what, you might need to wrestle with the fact that you need to be praying for God's will, not your will. Yeah. And how do you even discover that? Well, you need to be in the word. <laughs> yeah. And so I think like some of these answers about prayer that we wrestle with, they're actually found, like God, God actually has answers for us. He actually has spoken to us. Mm-hmm. We just need to wrestle with that. Um, you know, uh, D.A. Carson has a book called Praying with Paul, and uh, and he kind of uh, addresses this idea of, you know, well, what if I'm like too busy? What if I'm too mm-hmm. busy to pray? And and he describes, uh, I think I actually have the quote here. Yeah, he describes, uh, it, it matters little whether you are the mother of active children who drain away your energy or an important executive in a major multinational corporation a graduate student cramming for impending com- uh, comprehensives, uh, a plumber working overtime to put your children through college, or a pastor of a large church putting in 90-hour weeks. 
at the end of the day, if you are too busy to pray, you are too busy. Mm-hmm. Cut something out. And as I've thought about that, that's often been my response is that I'm either too busy or that I just get super distracted. Like, I don't know if this is something that you guys can relate to, but oftentimes when I pray, even if it's at the end of like a devotion, I've read I've read the word for a little while and I start praying, it's like 10 or 15 seconds in and I start thinking about like a to-do list item or forgetting something that I was supposed to do yesterday and now I have to follow up with this other person. You know, it's like, like you were saying, J-Mac, like your mind is constantly running. What do you do when you want to pray? Like you want to be in that place where you're communing with the Father, but your mind is just running about, you know, all these other things. Like how do you wrestle through that? Yeah, I have a couple thoughts on that. First of all, that's such... That's such a mindset that I think is so deeply ingrained in culture right now. Yes. Like we are cultured into this idea of busyness is good yeah. and to be, you know, constantly moving from next thing to the next thing to the next thing and never have a time to breathe. Like this mentality of no downtime, no downtime, uh, do better, be better, work harder and succeed more. And, and that is success. And I think we need to pause and realize that that is not the pinnacle of life. Like we, we, our purpose is not to simply be um, busy and accomplishing all the tasks, but it is to pause. It is yeah. to recognize and know who God is, um, and and then to move forward in that. So, so I think first of all, that's kind of getting at the idea of like that's a cultural mindset that is deeply ingrained into mm-hmm. us and is really hard mm-hmm. for me. What that practically looks like is I have <laughs> a particular notebook that I keep next to my Bible, uh, different from, different from the journal. And it's literally to take notes so that when I have those interrupting thoughts of, Oh my gosh, I have to do this when I get to work or I need to call this person or I need to do this task or I should really sweep the floor because I haven't done that in God knows how long. Uh, you know, all these random little things. Right. And I can write those down and then forget about it. Yeah. Because otherwise we we try to keep that, you know, at the forefront of our mind. And this is a time to really say nothing else matters but being with the Lord right, right now. And the other side of that is we are busy. Like we, we all have things sure. that we're doing, whether it's, you know, your work or you're in school or you are with family and you have family responsibilities. Um, and so it is a discipline to take that time to set aside. For me, it means I need to get up earlier. Mm. It, it means I have to say no to certain things to keep that appointment with God. Um, and it is so foundational, um, just like being in the Word is so foundational that I think it's very important to create and cultivate those habits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's some of my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I could say that I could easily spend four hours in a prayer uh-huh. closet, right. Right. <laughs> but I can't, or I can't yet. By the, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit can work on that, um, but. There's this quote by Martin Luther, and his mm. friend was asking him what he has to do the next day. And he said, I have so much to do tomorrow that I'm going to spend the first three hours in prayer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, you know, I'm not quite at Martin Luther level yet. But, uh-huh. 
But I mean, that's the truth of the matter. Like, mm-hmm. we're not called to come to God and make things up or just come up with something to say. Like, God says, come before me and quiet your hearts, just like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, we are called to come before him and meditate on what he's done. We're called to just rest in that. And sometimes that's what prayer is going to look like. It's just going to look like sitting in his presence and, you know, maybe only saying the words that we can get out, which mm-hmm. might just be, you are good. And that's all we can say for mm-hmm. the day because we, we can't think much beyond that. Or some days our minds will just be running, but over with just so many things, so many tasks, so many problems. Mm-hmm. And those are meant to be brought to, meant to be brought to God too. And mm. either way, whether we have everything to say or nothing to say, like that is meant to come to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what like Matt Chandler talks about. Pray what you got. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of his point is that, you know, even the distractedness, even the problems of the day, like pray that, like ask the Lord for wisdom, like seek his heart in those matters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, I grew up, you know, hearing the, model of prayer of ACTS, mm-hmm. the acronym, mm-hmm. you know, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And and I do like the model. I think it, you know, it, it, it's a good progression in terms of, you know, first praising God and thanking him and confessing and all these things before you even bring a request. But, but the, but the principle there is like, you know what, God wants to meet you where you are. Like, you might not be in a place, even like you're saying, like you might be able to say, you know, you are good, you are good. But there might be some days when you're going through a lot of suffering, a lot of difficulty, pain with mm-hmm. a, a friendship or a family member, and you can't get those words out. Yeah. And yet you still need to pray mm-hmm. because like that communion with God is going to be a healing balm for you. So you still need to wrestle through that. So then pray what you got, like, you know, pray that out. And I think that's where um, this this idea of praying the word has become really powerful is, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe we struggle with knowing what we should pray. And even um, I think it was the disciples who asked Jesus, like, you know, what, you know, how should we pray? And Jesus is like, well, you know, oftentimes you don't pray like you should. Oftentimes you you know, you, you, sh- you shouldn't pray like the Pharisees who, who stand up and, 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 you know, have these loud and elaborate prayers. No, you should pray in silence. You should pray, you know, alone. You should, and that's the idea of personal prayer. But then, well, what should we pray, Jesus? What should we pray? And he goes into that beautiful, the Lord's prayer, right. you know, and, and, and directs it. Okay. It's our father. There's a relational mm-hmm. element to that and it's toward God, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're, you're saying holy is your name and you're saying your kingdom come, your will be done. There's a, a reorientation that takes place. And I've thought so much about like when I don't have the words and I don't know what to pray, I know what I can pray. I can open up my Bible. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that that is the revealed will of God. And so if I pray that back to him, mm-hmm. I know it will be powerfully accomplished because that's exactly what God wants. Yeah. And so sometimes we we get stuck praying for things that, that we want mm-hmm. <laughs> that maybe um, are not what God actually wants for us, you know. You know, we want uh, to to have a good day, whatever that means. We want to uh, we want to have a blessed day. We want to uh, have safety on our drive. We want, and these aren't necessarily bad things to pray for. But but what if we prayed instead of for comfort and pleasure? What if we prayed for okay, God, when we experience difficulty, help us to turn to you. Right. 
And if we read the Psalms, we would realize how often David and the other psalmists have to struggle through that, where their day wasn't a good day. (laughs) Their day didn't appear the way that they wanted it to be. And yet they turned toward the Lord in their distress. They, Mm -hmm. they sought him, they talked to him, they, um, they prayed. And I I think that's a really important part. So let's turn a little bit from, um, from individual prayer um, to, you know, kind of personal prayer to corporate prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, corporate prayer is gathering with other believers um, who know the Lord and have been changed, transformed. Um, What is that supposed to look like for us? Um, You know, in a a context of maybe a local church, you know, for us, we, you know, we, we have a lot of team packed events. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we, uh, especially as leaders, um, you know, guide people in prayer? I feel like that's a really heavy responsibility, Mm -hmm. but a really sweet one as well. Man, I gotta say, I had the hardest time, still do sometimes with the idea of corporate prayer. Um, From a young age, you know, growing up, Christian home, um, prayer was was definitely instilled in us at a young age. And, And so there was those intentional times of like you're saying, like, your personal quiet time prayer and 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 that's good. I really do believe that no man is greater than who he is in his prayer closet. But you know, there are times where it is a corporate setting. And I for the longest time, probably until the age of about 15 or 16, just could not pray in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have ever struggled with that, but for me, it was a my prayer doesn't compare to their prayer. Yeah. Like that person over there just prayed for seven minutes straight <laughs> and sure. it sounded fantastic. And clearly their relationship with the Lord is thriving and, and I'm struggling to come up with, you know, 40 seconds of content <laughs> to, to yeah. you know, yeah. pray to God, but yeah. you know, the people are here and they're listening too. Um, and, and that took rustling through. I remember very distinctly, I was at, um, a discipleship school out in Colorado and, and my sister was also there and we would have these times of corporate prayer every morning, 5 a.m. We'd go over and all gather and, and, you know, it would ebb and it would flow. And sometimes it was more, you know, quiet into yourself. And sometimes people were praying together and it was corporate and I would go every time and was so terrified that at some point I would be called on to pray. Mm-hmm. And, I am so grateful to my sister, honestly, um, and to her being sensitive to that because she noticed that, recognized that. And at one point I heard her, we were all living in this house with a whole bunch of other girls um, off campus and and she was praying and she was praying for me mm-hmm. um, that that would be... <laughs> something that the Lord does a huge work in my heart. And it took wrestling through. And I remember being on the floor and crying with her, just praying for me. And and something something clicked, something shifted. And yeah. um, and I'm very glad that it did. And I praise God for that. But it's still something I struggle with. Um, so I don't know if that's something you guys have experienced where sometimes that corporate setting is is hard. And I think prayer is a muscle. The more you do it, the more you work mm-hmm. it out, um, the easier of a habit it mm-hmm. becomes. And mm-hmm. that doesn't make it less authentic. 
Um, that just means it is something that is more ingrained into what you do, and prayer is the work of a Christian. But yeah, that, that's some of my thoughts mm-hmm. on that. I think you bring up two really good points there. And one would be that like we are able to pray that we can pray. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whether it be personally or in private prayer or in corporate prayer, we can ask God help us to pray or help mm. us to be able to pray, whether it's in a group of people or if we just feel like we ran out of things to pray or if we can't focus, we can just ask God, will you help me to focus? Will you help me to mm. know you better? Um, but I think as well as that, it's just kind of the idea of what you were talking about earlier, Quint- Quentin, like we, there are gaps in our knowledge of God because we just don't know him fully yet. And like you were saying, some parts of his character kind of stick out more to certain people, especially in the team pack setting based on our church experiences or just the knowledge that we have. And I think corporate prayer can be such a great place to see how other people understand God. Not that he ever changes. His character is always the same. But we can see more clearly what other people know about him, what other people have experienced in their walk about him. When someone's praying, you know, about the sovereignty of God, you realize, oh, yeah, sometimes I forget about that. Sometimes I don't realize that that is such a good thing and a powerful thing and something that I want to worship him for. And so I think that's just a really important thing in corporate prayer is just it's such an encouragement um to be able to be with the church and say we all know this god together absolutely and and i think you know here's a little plug for age integrated church gatherings Mm -hmm. um i think that we are meant to learn from believers who have walked with the lord even longer than we have yeah for sure and so if you're praying in a group and there's somebody who's been following jesus five years, 50 years, longer than you have, who's experienced deep suffering and yet has seen God's faithfulness. Like, And they're praying for your church. They're praying for your life and your future and your decisions that you have to make. You know, I think, you know, end of high school, beginning of college, like those years are so difficult. And then, you know, you fast forward five, 10 years and you look back on it and you're like, I thought that was difficult, you know, and and yet other believers who are 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, been following Jesus longer than we have, they can pray for us with earnest. They can pray for us with the heart of God through all of that. And I think that's really important to be around those kinds of people. I think it's also important to your point, Selah, um, that when we pray together as the people of God, that we're able to confess to one another, that mm-hmm. we're able to worship with one another, that we're able to um, help direct each other toward back toward God. And, um, you know, in scripture, it talks about the the prayer of a righteous man, you know, accomplishes much. Um, I, I think we often take that to mean that, like, you know, our words are going to just, like, change the world. And really, I think it's that, God wants to do a sanctifying work in our soul. Mm. Like he wants to change us. You know, this whole conversation that we've been having about prayer and these other conversations we've had about spiritual disciplines, it's all about what is God trying to accomplish in me through this practice, through this discipline. And it's becoming like Jesus. So prayer, I think in a lot of ways, is less about what we're trying to accomplish 
or earn or achieve or anything like that. And more of, okay, God, what are you wanting to do? What are you shaping me? Uh, how are you shaping me? You know, how are you transforming me? How are you sanctifying me? How are you giving me things to meditate on? How can I fix my my mind? How can I align my emotions with with you? Um, I want to I want to know your heart and I want to align with that. Mm-hmm. I want to know your will and I want to follow that. Like mm-hmm. prayer is that wrestling. Um, prayer is not uh, a scripted thing that has to be you know so perfect. Yeah. Um, it's something that that we do that encourages and challenges each other, um, calls each other um, to to seek the Lord. Well, as we close this time, you know, prayer is an important part of the Christian life. It's a it's a significant thing that we do in response to how God has first sought us and saved us. Um, we want to think about what would that look like to put that into practice. That might mean taking time, maybe it's 10 minutes earlier that you set your alarm. Maybe it's taking three two-minute breaks throughout the day. Maybe it's, um, you know, something I've been, I've been doing a little bit more recently is, is kind of those quiet under the mouth or under the breath kind of prayers where you're just like, all right, Lord, help, like, give me wisdom for this. I don't know how to process this. And like, it, it might just be like a single question of like, God, I don't know like what to do here? Can you please give me wisdom? Mm-hmm. And God can meet me in that place. God, you know, it's that moment of communion that I need <laughs> in order to live wisely in his world, um, to to give somebody good counsel or, or something like that. You know, sometimes it's going to be going away for a Saturday morning prayer retreat, or maybe it's starting to journal. But like, I think we need to wrestle with what would a practice, a discipline of prayer look like? Because ultimately, prayer is about communion with God and right. becoming more like God, right. and, and that's our final destiny as believers. Like we are, we are being uh, transformed day in, day out into the image of His Son, and prayer is a huge, huge part of that. So let's be a people of prayer. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Pact Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampact.com. Or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.